Welcome to Frontline Voices, a podcast by the Natural Resources Council of Maine. This year, NRCM Rising launched the Brookie Awards. This is a new program to honor six outstanding young environmental leaders in Maine. The inaugural group of Brookies gave talks about their work in June, and they shared the vision and values that motivate them. In this episode, you'll hear from Sarogi Kumar, a 15-year-old climate activist from Bar Harbor. Here's Sarogi. As a 13-year-old, I had a lot riding on the 2012 Ohio Senate race. It was brutal. Smear campaigns and threats on all sides. But in the end, it came down to two candidates. On one side, a sports coach whose entire campaign rested on draining the funding out of her school's art departments to bolster her teens. On the other, a single father whose only son depended on his school's show choir for admission into his college of choice. That November, all I cared about knowing was what happened to the William McKinley High School Arts Program. Some of you may already know the outcome of this race because the entire thing was a plot device for season three of the hit 2000 show, Glee. But at the time, I didn't realize how much this election changed my life. For 13 years, because of how the media I was surrounded by portrayed leadership and politics, I was convinced that you could only change the system if you looked a certain way and were trained from birth to do so. The idea of someone like me, whose family had no history in politics, ending up as a senator was inconceivable. Seeing a fictional high school dropout and car mechanic end up in Washington was a paradigm shift. Despite looking nothing like me, that senator had changed a system which meant that I could as well. I was very lucky. Regardless of our skin color, we are all taught by the media the same thing I was, that only white men can change the world. It's as simple as Disney films not having more than two female characters, or only seeing people of color on TV as over-exaggerated stereotypes. I am one of very few who unlearn this message at such a young age. So many of us grow up and live life thinking that we can't be innovators, or engineers, or lawyers, or politicians. And allowing our young people of color to think that they can't be those things is literally dangerous. It can result in anything from microaggressions to actual death. A microaggression. In the spring of 2019, a doctor diagnosed me with scoliosis, a condition where my spine, instead of being shaped like a straight line, curved into an S. To fix it, I was fitted for a bulky torso brace I had to wear 18 hours a day. They had a skin color option, but not my skin color. In 2003, a study found that companies are twice as likely to hire someone with a traditionally white male name like Tim or Brendan than they are someone with a traditionally black or female name like Jamal or Sandy. A lack of representation can even lead to death. When Ford first came out with their line of cars fitted with airbags, the casualty and injury rates dropped among men, but actually increased among women and children. Why? Because the crash test dummies that they used were all shaped like the average male. That kind of thinking isn't over now. We are still impacted by a lack of diversity in many different ways. The Maine Climate Council is a government group developing a plan to mitigate the effects of the climate crisis here in Maine. They are responsible for the futures of every single Mainer, including you and I. 
the Maine Climate Council consists of 39 people, and only one of them isn't white. 39 members, one non-white person. They also only have one youth representative who's 23 years old. That means that 95% of the Maine Climate Council is older white people. They are supposed to be designing solutions for all of us, when in reality, they won't see the problems that most of us will face. Almost every decision-making body in Maine is like this, from the legislature to my local town council. And we can't rely on the one in a million chance that a young kid like me will unlearn their convictions about the world and go on to provide the necessary representation. Instead, we need to actively diversify movements. In 2014, a group of researchers studied the Hubble Space Telescope's committee's hiring practices and revealed a gender bias so intense that out of 100 new hires, only four of them would be female. To fix this, they brought on a professor of inherent bias named Stephanie Johnson, who in only a few years evened out that gender bias. Now they hire more women than men. The next time you're in a room making decisions with people, be it a PTA meeting when designing a new product or when hiring new employees, look around and see who isn't in the room with you. Because odds are, those are the voices you need to hear. Thank you. Thank you for listening to NRCM's podcast, Frontline Voices. To learn more about Sorogi's work, please visit brookieawards.org. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Thanks for listening.